بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with two very powerful weapons very strong forms of protection that is dua and sadaqa unfortunately many of us don't understand the true power of dua we've been so consumed with things all around us this powerful weapon that we have we have forgotten about it in one hadith nabiy karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned addu'a silahul mu'min wa imadud din wa nurus samawati wal ard dua is the weapon of a believer whilst we are encouraged to have weapons also and protect ourselves but the most important weapon and the most powerful weapon that is dua ad-du'a silahul mu'min so even if a person has got a weapon he must always keep this hadith before him that the true weapon of the believer is dua wa imadud din dua is the very pillar of din this is the foundation of din This is what will consolidate your deen. It will make your deen strong. People will take out time for everything else. But how much of time do they take out daily to make dua? Pious people of the past, every day they would allocate a certain amount of time, that's a good amount of time, to make dua. 45 minutes, one hour, part of the routine. How you got your other mamulat, you got time for everything else. then in that time all the duas they need to make for themselves or for anyone else they will make it at that time so all the duas now to make dua for myself for my children my grandchildren whoever my friends my family members the ummah of rasulullah they would like note all every single need every single the smallest need they would ask from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala smallest need now you think to yourself that's a small thing We already feel now if a man got a he had a heart attack or something now you need need to make dua for him or this man is in ICU no for the smallest need also you have to make dua person got a cold also he must go make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah this because he doesn't know where that thing can lead to now it started off as a cold if he leaves it that thing can become bronchitis what it can become so the smallest thing also you need to make dua for so this is something that is lacking in our lives this dua now as we spoke about dua we said there's so many different duas yesterday we said there's a whole treasure filled with duas if you just take from the time we woke up now take a survey and you find out when we woke up how many people read the dua when we woke up you went to the toilet how many people read the dua before going into the toilet came out from the toilet How many people recited the dua from coming out from the toilet? Person making wudu, how many people read the relevant duas to wudu? Leaving your home, how many of us read the dua for leaving the home? Walking into the masjid, how many read the dua for walking into the masjid? Leaving the masjid, how many read the dua for leaving the masjid? You'll find a lot of people are not reading these duas. 
lot of people don't even know the du'as. And a lot of us are not reading the du'as. So unfortunately, we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're so consumed with everything else. Worldly things, materialistic things, politics, sports. Everyone knows that. But what were we supposed to be doing? What were we commanded to do? What did Rasulullah leave us with? Why did Rasulullah teach us all these du'as? Did he tell us, you know, you must be very active when it comes to sports. You must keep up to times, you know, you must know the scores. He didn't tell you to do all that. What he told you to do, he told you these are the du'as you're supposed to read. Why did he teach it to you? Why did the Sahaba take the time to pass these du'as down? Why did the Muhaddisin take all the effort to prepare the kitabs and put all these du'as in those kitabs? Because they knew this is something that people need the most. They need this. This is for your benefit. This is for your progress. This is for your protection. You're looking in every other direction. You forgot about what you're supposed to be doing. Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. They were so eager to learn one one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu They were so anxious. Person knows a hadith, hey, you know, that person, he knows a certain, that was not the time of books. There was no books at that time. The books came at a later point when there was a need for it. So they would travel now, I mean, when I'm saying books, obviously people had written certain things, but the books that we have got now, that was not there. So they would sometimes travel hundreds of miles to go and learn one hadith. This man knows a hadith of Rasulullah this person knows a certain dua. Even tabi'in, tabi tabi'in. Hundreds of miles a man is prepared to travel in those days and times when traveling was so difficult. Now you have to travel on horseback. You have to travel on camelback. You have to travel through the desert land. But they would go and travel and then they would learn that dua and then they would never leave that dua. You know the hadith Nabi Sallallahu said, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnatil khulafai rashi. Hold firm. To my sunnah, forget everything else. Don't get carried away, don't get distracted. Shaitan and his enemies are here to take you away and distract you. They want shaitan and his army, shaitan and his, and, and his people, you know, his group. They are here to distract you and take you away from your priorities, from what you're supposed to focus on. So Nabi Sallallahu said, don't worry about all those things. Hold firm to my sunnah. The sunnah of the Khulafai Rashidin, Addu Aliha bin Nawajis, bite upon it with your molars, hold firm on it. Don't leave that, whatever happens, the world can come to an end also, it's fine. Don't leave that, hold firm to that. So that was Sahaba, they were not worried about everything else. Now you tell them this, you know, the Roman Empire, Persian, that's, that's, that's their problem. Let them worry about that, it's fine. I need to concentrate on what I need to do. And this is what our Buzugaridin are telling us, apne kam se kam, do your work. Now unfortunately, everything else we worried about, everyone else we worried about, but what we're supposed to be concerned of, we're not concerned of. So this dua is a very, very powerful weapon. Nabi Sallallahu said, ad-du'a'u silahu al-mu'min, wa imadu al-deen, wa nuru samawati wal-ard. This is a means of light in the skies and earth. You want nur in your life, you want noor in your heart. You want noor in your home. You want noor in your business. Start making dua. This dua is going to bring down 
that special divine light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala was that sahabi who served Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa for 10 years. From the time he was a young boy, 10 years of age, he went into the khidmat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Anas radiallahu anh received a lot of duas. Remember when you make khidmat, you get duas. And that dua got a different effect. One is a dua you're making, that's got a, obviously dua is very important. But that khidmat you'll make, you'll make khidmat of your parents, you'll make khidmat of your seniors, you'll make khidmat of pious people, of ulama, you'll get certain duas. Unfortunately, this jazba of khidmat has left our lives also now. No one is prepared to do anything. No one wants to make any khidmat. In fact, we regard that to be a burden. You know, your father, your mother, one person, a senior alim told him, his mother was old, and she was with him. He told that person, that's gold. Regard that to be gold. You've got your mother, she's old now, she's with you. That is gold for you, hold firm to that. Take those duas now. That is the age, the woman has reached the old age. Yes, it will come with challenges also. Definitely, it's not going to come without challenges. She'll shout you sometimes. Sometimes small things, she'll make a fuss. But that's the age now. That has to happen. So you just got to bear all of that. Tolerate it. And just keep quiet. But you carry on making khidmat. And you carry on getting the duas. That is, you're going to cash in with that. So, Anas ta'ala Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught him a special dua. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him that this dua, if you read it in the morning, no one will be able to touch you till the night. No one. And if you read it in the night, no one will be able to touch you till the morning. Now as I told you, Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they were very particular. These types of things, they got it, they're holding firm to it. Not like one day you read it, one day you forget to read it. Someone says, you know, I forgot to read it. Right? You didn't forget to open your shop today. You didn't forget to have your meals today. Everything else you didn't forget. Conveniently, the dua you forgot. How can you forget something? If you forget it, it means you're not taking it seriously. Because if you took it seriously, then there's no question of you forgetting it. That time, Hajjaj bin Yusuf, the tyrant, you know, he was a ruler. Sahaba radiallahu anhu didn't worry. Hazrat Anas will openly speak out against him. Hajjaj, the reports are, are reaching him. This man is talking against you. So after some time, he got an army, sends them. The Amirul Mu'mineen has summoned you. Anas says, that man there, may Allah curse him. What, you, what must I respond to his call for? So they requested Anas They knew now, this is Anas bin Malik, no ordinary person. Please, Amirul Mu'mineen is calling you now. Come with us. So he goes with them. So Hajjaj bin Yusuf says, are you the same person that is talking bad about me? Anas said, yes, definitely, I'm the same person. Why must I not talk, talk bad about you, all these things you're doing? Hajjaj told him, you know why I called you? He says, no, I have no idea. He said, I called you to kill you in a very brutal manner. Now I'm going I'm to make you a lesson. For the rest of this community, people must know now that they must not talk out against me. Anas said, if I... If I you know, believe that you could do that, then I should rather worship you and not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you can just do what you want to do. And then he told him that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught me this dua. That I, if I make this dua, no one will be able to touch me. 
Hajjad says, teach me the dua then in that case. He says, no, I'm not going to teach that dua to you. I won't teach it to you. They say, Anas never taught it to him. Eventually, before Hazrat Anas passed away, he taught it, according to some reports, he taught it to his son, and some reports he taught it to one of his students. Hajjad told the people, take this man and go away. Hajjad, after so long we caught this man. We brought him here in front of you now. You're just letting him go. He says, you can't see what I can see. There's two lions that are on his shoulders. When I'm looking at this man, I can see two lions on his shoulders. Both the lions are looking very fiercely towards me. You know, now you're hearing stories of tigers roaming around. So now this lion, now Hajjad bin Yusuf, although he was a tyrant of the time, but put a lion in front of him, then the tyrant also gets frightened. And he says that, I realize that I can't touch this man. This is the barkat of dua. This is the power of dua. This is what we need to invest our time and our energies in. You want to utilize your time, utilize it in things that are beneficial, things that are constructive. Inshallah, this will now be a solution for the problems of the time. And this will assist us through these different challenges that we are seeing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wah.